What is up, beautiful people? Welcome back to the Made to Excel Fitness Podcast, a fitness podcast for you, by you. I'm your host, as always, Mark Torres. And in today's episode, episode 13, there are gyms around the world, around the country, that are beginning to reopen after the coronavirus lockdown. Uh, And I've got four tips for you guys to safely, smartly, and effectively get back to the gym and get back to working out. Let's talk about it. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. It is Monday, June 1st. Crazy to think that it's June already. Uh, It feels like summer. It's 80 plus degrees outside. Uh, For some reason, I always associate summer with Stranger Things. I think Stranger Things probably usually comes out in the summer, so that's why I make that association. Uh, So I wore my Stronger Things shirt in commemoration of Eleven and the gang. But this shirt is hellish medium, so I do feel like I'm short of breath a lot of times when I am wearing this shirt. And I've said that in a video before and somebody made fun of it, you know who you are. Um, But if it sounds like I'm short of breath, blame the shirt, Um, but that's that. Uh, Obviously as gyms start to reopen around the country, not in New York quite yet, but it's gonna come sooner rather than later, but there's plenty of states that are reopened and their backs are being operational. Whether or not there's a capacity, whether or not there is a limited hour situation probably varies from gym to gym, but a lot of gyms are reopened. Um, And as you go back into the gym, there's going to be this big swell of fitness content about um, getting back to your normal routine. And a lot of it's going to be like, take it slow, take it easy, um, be safe, be smart. And those are all great things. But I want to give you four practical tips that you can use immediately once you do have the opportunity to go back to the gym in order to get rocking and rolling as quickly as possible, right? And as always, these tips will be on mtefit.com on Wednesday in the accompanying article to this podcast. But let's hop right into it. Tip number one is not necessarily a fitness tip, but more of a health tip, right? Um, And as gyms begin to reopen, there's going to be people that agree or disagree with that decision, right? Uh, There's going to be people that think it's too soon. There's going to be people that think it's already been too long. Depending on what side you stand on, regardless of what side you stand on, uh, it's not going to stop the fact that the gym is going to open anyways, right? Um, And if you're a person that vehemently disagrees with the fact that the gym is open, um, because you think it's too soon, you know, I implore you to not go to the gym, right? Um, if you're still afraid of the virus, you're still afraid of possibly contracting it, but you really miss the gym, you really feel like you're missing out on gains, um, so you're kind of conflicted in that nature, just don't go, right? Um, like I talked about with Armand Cheesy Fit in episode 11 with my interview with him, it's really hard to lose muscle, right? You've got to be doing almost virtually nothing in order to kind of backslide. Um, so if you've been rocking and rolling for two months already at home, what's another one or two months to you, right? Just keep rocking and rolling, see how this plays out, um, and then you know reevaluate and make your decision somewhere down the line where you feel like it's a little more safe and you feel like maybe it is time, um, enough time has passed for you to go back to the gym, right? Because we don't have a vaccine. Um, you know, people are just, uh, evaluating risk, mitigating risk, trying to lower the risk as possible, um, and hopefully allow people to start to kind of go back to normal life. But if you're in a situation where you still feel uncomfortable, definitely don't feel the need to go back because you feel like you're losing out on something. Keep rocking and rolling with what you're doing, um, and there'll still be plenty of fitness content out there for you to follow, right? But if you are a person that's going to be there day one, rocking and rolling, you're excited to be there. Tip number one is for you. And tip number one is just to be mindful. Um, And in this country, you have the right to believe whatever you want to believe. But it's not your right to instill those beliefs on other people, right? So if you are unafraid of the virus, you're unafraid of getting it, you are a person who maybe lives at home, so you're not afraid of spreading it to anybody, that does not mean that the people around you believe the same thing as you do, right? 
Just because you live at home and possibly you come across somebody who's asymptomatic and that virus does get transferred to you and you're like, ah, it is what it is, right? I'm gonna pull through, I'm a healthy individual. Uh, I've got no family or friends around me to possibly infect them. Doesn't mean that you come in contact with the person at the front desk and the person at the front desk gets it and that person has people that they care about that they could possibly spread this thing to, right? There's this big cascading effect that comes with this virus. So just be mindful of other people, right? Regardless of what you believe, be mindful of other people, right? If you go to a gym that's relatively empty, it's you and one other person and you're both doing chest days uh, and that person's on a bench already and you have to bench press as well, just give that person their space, right? Um, don't go to the bench right next to them. If you're the only two people in the gym, go do something else, let them do their benching and then get to what you have to do, right? It's kind of like the meme where uh, in the dude's bathroom, there's a bunch of urinals, all the urinals are open, uh, but the two guys are peeing next to each other. Just don't be that guy, right? If there's space, allow space to happen, right? Uh, if there's a busy gym, then that's a little bit of a different scenario. Do the best that you can, right? Wipe down your equipment. Uh, if you're a person who sweats a lot, if you're a person who uh, is a loud person, a person who, you know, expires spittle when you speak, um, you know, be mindful of that and be mindful of the people around you um, as to not uh, uh, spread this thing, right? Uh, social distance as much as you can and just be mindful, right? Uh, and every gym is going to be a little bit different. Like I've seen pictures of uh, or videos of, of gyms in China where they actually have glass partitions in between different treadmills, right? Um, to keep people safe. But in the US, it doesn't seem like I haven't seen at least any of that. I'm sure there's probably some places that do that. But for the most part, the gyms still look relatively the same. There's no blockages. You know, everybody's in a free open space. Just be mindful of other people. Uh, tip number one is be mindful. But, you know, in other words, you can say, don't be an asshole. So that's tip one. Don't be an asshole. Tip number two is to reevaluate your quarantine gains, right? So people in different scenarios, people in different situations have gone about the quarantine very differently, right? In terms of their fitness situation, in terms of the amount of things that they had available to them, in terms of the amount of space that they had available to them, it's been very different for everybody, right? So if you look back at the past two months and you've had equipment that is very similar to the equipment that you use in the gym, you've had weights that are very similar to the weights that you use in the gym, you know, you're at-home workouts have been very similar to the things that you do in the gym, your transition to the gym is going to be very vastly different than some person who just had body weight and bands, right? Uh, if you're a person who is very, 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 very close to what you were doing already in the gym, it's going to be a lot smoother of a transition for you. You can almost go back to being business as normal, right? Be smart about it. Um, be cautious at first, but you can almost go kind of right back into what you were doing, especially if you were doing what you were doing prior. Um, but if you're a person who is used to moving a lot of weight, but then the coronavirus comes and shuts down your gym and you've got nothing but bands and you're doing a lot of bodyweight workouts, you're probably going to have eventually gotten a little bit weaker over the past couple months, right? So the last thing you want to do is go into the gym uh, and kind of go balls to the wall and hurt yourself, right? Um, if you've done nothing but bench press with bands, don't go to what your max was beforehand and try to do that, right? Have you ever seen anybody blow a peck? It's not fun, it doesn't look fun. So don't put yourself in a situation uh, where you're gonna potentially hurt yourself, right? So if you really reevaluate your quarantine gains, you know, how similar was my quarantine workouts to what I was doing into the gym, that will dictate how quickly you can kind of transition, right? If it was very similar, your transition will be a lot quicker than if your workouts were vastly different than what you were doing, you should have a much smaller, or you should have a much slower ramp up to what you were doing prior, right? So be safe, evaluate what you were doing before and use that as a guidance for when you do eventually go back into the gym, reevaluate your quarantine gains, and then go from there. Tip number three, 
cut your weight in half. So if you were, well, first and foremost, it's going to be easier for people to have workout journals. Um, this is why workout journals are so important, right? So if you can go back and you can see the very last thing you did at the gym, right? Um, you know, March, March was the last day that the gyms are open. This was my very last workout. This is what I did. And you have these different weights written down. This is why journaling is so important. You can go back into the gym and have a good idea as to what you were doing before, right? And it's probably safe enough and probably smart to do things at half capacity, right? So if you were benching 100 pounds of four, don't go back to the gym and try to bench 100 pounds. Go back to the gym and bench 50 pounds, right? Do everything at half capacity. Um, what that's going to do is it's going to allow you to go through a full workout in hopefully a safe enough manner in terms of load. Um, and if you do go through the workout and it ends up being too easy for you, that's a beautiful thing, right? You're at a higher standard um, than what you maybe would have thought beforehand before going back to the gym after being gone for two months, right? If that's an easy workout for you, now you know going forward, you can continue to ramp up until you hit a little bit of a wall, right? That wall probably isn't gonna be the 100 pounds. Um, you're probably gonna be a little before that, a little under that, but the last thing you wanna do is overshoot it, and like I said in the last tip, blow out a pack or blow out a quad, or blow out whatever, right? Um, you wanna put yourself in a position where you don't hurt yourself. So uh, if you have a journal, cut your weights in half. If you don't have a journal, you don't know exactly what you did in the last, uh, you know, the last workout that you did, um, think about, once again, what your quarantine gains were, what you were doing there, um, and kind of try to use those similar weights, right? If you have a general idea of what you were doing before, cut it in half. Do everything at half capacity, right? Some people will say cut your volume in half. So if you're used to doing four sets of 10, do two sets of 10. Um, but if you're a person who's still gonna try to push the limits of that weight, you could run into some trouble, right? So I'd rather you keep the structure of your workout, keep the same sets and reps that you were doing, but do it at half capacity when it comes to weight. That is a really safe and easy way to kind of ease back into your workouts. And eventually you can ramp up towards that, um, towards what you were doing before. Uh, and eventually you might have a little bit of a wall, but that's a good thing about these. Uh, that's a good thing about fitness is that it comes back, right? So even if you're a little lower than what you were before, it'll come back eventually. Keep going at it, right? But the last thing you want to do is to jump into the deep end, hurt yourself because you have an ego and you want to continue to lift what you were doing before, um, and you might run into some problems. You might hurt yourself. Definitely don't do that. Um, so tip number three: cut your weight in half. If you have a journal, that's great. If you have, uh, if you didn't have a journal, kind of guesstimate. And last but not least, tip number four is to utilize machines, right? So a lot of people um, over the quarantine has had uh, dumbbells and they've had barbells per se. I'm assuming a lot of people don't have the machines that you find in the gym at their house, right? They're big, they're bulky, they take up a lot of space, they're very heavy, um, and it's not just it's not something you see uh, in, in personal gyms, right, at home. So utilizing machines is good because one, you haven't had it over the past two months, and secondly, um, you don't need stabilizing muscles for the machines, right? So if you're a person, you've had uh, dumbbells at home, but your dumbbells have been drastically lighter than what you're used to using, um, the thing about dumbbells is it is it is a freeway, right? So you have these stabilizing muscles that have to work in order to execute the movement, right? So think about a bench press, a machine press, you're on a track already, right? That machine only moves in one way and one way only. It's a fixed track versus a barbell bench press or a dumbbell bench press where it's a free weight. You can literally move it wherever you know space allows you to move it, um, but you have stabilizing muscles that allow you to kind of keep a similar track to what the uh, machine chest press would allow you to do, right? Um, that's the great thing about free weights. But if you haven't used free weights in the capacity that you were using at the gym before, or you had no free weights at all, 
a lot of those stabilizing muscles have probably been dormant for the past couple months, right? So the last thing you want to do uh, is to put yourself in a situation where you go right back into free weights um, and you don't have those stabilizing muscles and your technique starts to break down really quickly. So what you can do uh, is go to machines, right? Use the machines. You haven't seen them for two months. They've probably been missing you, right? So use the machines, get back into those movement patterns, get strong on those machines before you hop right back into uh, free weights, right? And you don't necessarily have to be exclusively machines, but if you want to at least start off with machines, um, maybe start off with machines at the beginning of your workout and then progress towards free weights as you get more comfortable, that is absolutely a viable option uh, and a smart option to use, right? Because the last thing you want to do, and this is going to be what a lot of people are going to say, is the last thing you want to do is to jump head first into this, right? Take it easy, take it slow. But how do you take it easy, take it slow? You cut your weight in half, you evaluate what you were doing before and compare it to what you want to do now, uh, and you use machines versus free weights. Those are three really easy ways to kind of ease into it. Tip number one is just don't be an asshole. Um, be mindful of other people, be mindful uh, of your surroundings, be mindful of other people's health. Um, but that about wraps up the four tips ease into your workouts um, obviously a lot of you guys out there maybe have gyms that are open but a good amount of you guys also gyms are not open as well for you guys keep rocking the road with your home workouts getting creative doing all that fun stuff you're at the end of the road here um, you know not too long to go if you're a person who doesn't want to go to the gym right the good thing is about this no matter how many gains you lose, you can always bring it back. But the last thing you want to do is to put your health in jeopardy. That could have long-lasting permanent repercussions. So take it easy. Don't go to the gym just because you feel like you need to go to the gym, just because you feel like it's been two months, just because you feel like you're missing it, right? Don't rush it. Um, enjoy the process. Enjoy the fact that the gym is open again. And for you guys that don't have it just yet, you're almost there. Uh, but that about wraps up that portion of the show. Q&A, we got two questions. Let's see what they are. I know what they are, but I don't remember them word for word. Let's see. All right. So question number one, I'm thinking about joining CrossFit. I'm thinking about joining a CrossFit gym after quarantine is over, but I've been told that CrossFit is relatively dangerous. Am I walking into a bag of broken bones or am I good to go? So this is a great question. I don't know if I'm the best person to ask this to because I'm not, uh, I've never done CrossFit in a official manner, right? Um, but I will say that First and foremost, walking to any gym, a CrossFit gym or otherwise, um, you do kind of take on a little bit of risk in terms of injury, right? You can injure yourself in a CrossFit gym, you can injure yourself in a conventional commercial gym, right? Um, it's just the risk that you kind of take. Um, so regardless of where you go, there's a, still a little bit of risk of injury. Um, in terms of CrossFit, like I said, I've never done CrossFit officially. Um, there was a point uh, a couple years ago um, where I got really into the Redeemed and Dominant and the Fittest on Earth CrossFit documentaries, which if you haven't seen them, I don't know if they're all on Netflix anymore. They were all on Netflix at some point. I don't know how many of them are still on there, um, but they're really great and amazing documentaries. Um, and I got inspired to do, I've never been to a CrossFit box, it's CrossFit gym. Um, and at this point in time, I wasn't going to a gym at all. So I was doing at-home workouts and I started doing a lot of CrossFit inspired workouts, right? And I think if I remember correctly, it was at that point in time where I got my leanest. And that's a testament as to how effective these workouts can be, right? Just doing some at home, um, you know, I think that was the leanest I've ever been in my life. So um, there's definitely merit to doing CrossFit. But I will say that the thing about CrossFit is, is a very high skill level involved in this particular subset of fitness, right? So if you're a person who's a true, 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 true blue beginner, in terms of like you've never done anything fitness related before, um, 
it might be smarter to go into a conventional gym, get acquainted with a lot of the equipment, get acquainted with a lot of the movements, um, which there'll be different movements in CrossFit, of course, but you know, get acquainted with different aspects of fitness before you jump into the CrossFit to the CrossFit game, right? Um, if you're a person who has been to the gym and you're still a little bit, a little bit of a beginner, um, I don't, I can't attest for any particular place, but I'm assuming a lot of these places have people that are uh, people that are there specifically for people that are beginners, right? And and a lot of the exercises can be scaled down to be beginner level exercises, right? I'm sure there's somebody in most CrossFit boxes that are um, trained specifically to deal with beginners, right? So um, that's what you crank up the old Google machine for and you look up the reviews, right? And I'm, I'm sure a lot of people will, will tell you that in the reviews, you know, this person was great, I'm a beginner and they really helped me out. Uh, and you know, they make the learning curve a lot easier, right? And I know a lot of these places require that you take a, a beginner entry class before going full blown into it. Um, you know, so there's a little bit of a, of a, of a gradual um, entrance into the CrossFit space. It's not like you're in there full blown um, and you're doing a lot of these crazy exercises, right? So there is a little bit of a, a little bit of a ramp up where they allow you to learn a lot of these things, right? So I'm assuming for the most part, um, you know, it's a really high level, high skill level subset of fitness, but they do uh, kind of walk you through it a little bit. I think in most places, I can't attest to everybody, um, you know, but that's what reviews are for. Um, if you feel comfortable enough with your fitness, with your uh, um, with your ability to move your body and your body awareness and things of that nature, you're probably good to go when it comes to CrossFit. Um, if you feel like you're a little more susceptible to injury or a clumsy person, um, maybe get a little more acquainted with different aspects of fitness before you go into CrossFit. Um, but for the most part, I mean, CrossFit, it gets a bad rap in the fitness industry for being uh, really injury prone. Um, but, you know, that's just... These are really high level, high skill level um, movements. So um, that's not like what you're going to be doing when you go in there immediately. So I think you should, probably should be fine for the most part. One more. Last but not least, I'm having trouble growing my arms. What should I do? Arm day every day. Um, you know, just like you grow everything else, it's all about volume. It's all about progressive overload. Um, if you're a person who, like myself in particular, right, I do an upper lower split, right? So I don't have a specific day where I do arms. A lot of people probably have that day. Um, but if you're a person who doesn't do arms specifically, you're probably losing out on a lot of, a lot of volume there. Um, if you're banking on like the bench press, hitting your triceps and, you know, doing, um, you know, back work, doing bicep work, right? If you're lumping those all in together, it might be hard to get the volume in specifically for your arms. So, um, you know, if that is the case that you're in, adding specific arm exercises goes a long way. I'm assuming if you're asking this question, you do have specific arm days, um, but it's all dependent on if you're progressively overloading. Um, that's a big thing, right? Like I'm, I do fall in the trap of doing the same amount of weight for bicep curls all the time. Um, and if you do that, your arms are never going to grow, right? So always progressing, always changing up your rep schemes, always changing up the weight that you're using. Um, if you're doing, uh, three sets of 10 bicep curls with 15 pounds and you've done that same thing for 15 years or <laughs> not 15 years, but if you do that same thing for a year now, uh, obviously your arms aren't going to grow, right? You either have to do a fourth set of 10 or you can do three sets of 12 or you can move up to uh, a 20 pound dumbbell, whatever the case may be, right? There's got to be progressive overload just like everything else in your arms as well, right? So um, thinking about progressive overload is going to go a long way when it comes to growing anything, right? Not just your arms, but your legs, your back, your chest, uh, your calves, whatever the case may be. 
Uh, so thinking about progressive overload, right? If you feel like you've done the same thing over and over again, odds are you've kind of hit a stagnant point, a, a plateau, um, and you know you got to break through it with progressive overload. So um, you know, just think about that. If you have any specific questions, you can always ask me. But that about wraps up today's show. Four tips for you guys to getting back into your normal routine, getting back to the gym, getting back into working out. Uh, but always be mindful, right? Be careful, be safe out there. Just because things are opening up does not mean this pandemic is over. Um, you know, So just be cognizant of that when you're out there. But that about wraps up today's show. If you enjoyed it, uh, like, share, subscribe. I really appreciate you all. I appreciate every, every single one of you guys that take the time out of your day to listen to me ramble at a camera uh, and you know talk about fitness, right? Uh, hopefully you guys get some value out of that as well. Uh, I appreciate you all. Follow me on Instagram at MTFit, Facebook. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe to the podcast. All that fun stuff. Uh, I love you all. I'll see you guys in the next one. Peace. What's up, Mark? How you doing, man? Hunter Henry, LA Charger tight end. Uh, best big time shout out to your uh, fitness podcast, The Made to Excel Fitness Podcast. So um, super cool, man. Got a lot going on. Bolt ganger. Don't bang.